What's up, Rams fans? This is Rams Showcase. My name is Sheriff Joe Bags. Tonight on Rams Showcase, are the Rams tanking? Plus, a peek at what the Rams could do in the 2023 NFL Draft. And later, the Rams have a lot of departures, but what does it all mean? Before we get into the action, did want to let you know uh, the best place to follow Rams Showcase is going to be on all of your favorite social media. That's at Rams Showcase just about everywhere. You can follow myself as well at Sheriff Joe Bags. But the main place to find Ram Showcase content, uh, including articles, is actually ramsshowcase.com. Links will be in the description below, no matter where you can hear me, as we have um, kind of vacated the uh, YouTube world. Haven't even been checking there, so if you've been commenting on anything there, uh, I do apologize. Uh, feel free to reach out via social media. So let's go ahead and uh, get right into the business here. Our the Los Angeles Rams tanking. Uh, in short, no. In slightly longer, no. What? In a little bit longer, but a lot more rude. Are you kidding me? What do you? What? Why would you possibly think that? And in a little bit longer way, that's a little bit nicer. Is no, I really don't think that that would be the case. I would be very surprised if we ever heard that this Rams team is actively tanking the 2023 NFL season. I just don't see it as a legitimate option. Um, also, I mean, keep in mind here, what would the Rams be tanking for? Why would they tank? Would it be for a guy like Caleb Williams? Do you think that Matthew Stafford is going to be sitting there in a conversation with, with Sean McVay and McVay is going to say, hey, Matthew, um, I know that you um, we had a bad year last year. You had some injury issues and stuff like that off of the Super Bowl season. Um, but we're really interested in in getting your replacement. So if you could just be terrible this year, that would be awesome. I don't know how you think that that conversation would happen, but in my mind, uh, if tanking was a real thing, that would have to be a conversation. Hey, we want your replacement. Can you be terrible for a whole year? I just don't see that as a realistic option. And if it were going to be a realistic option, uh, if the Rams were actively tanking, I don't think that we would still see Cooper Cup. I don't think that we would still see Matthew Stafford, and I don't think that we would still see Aaron Donald. I know that the Rams have made a lot of decisions and have moved on from quite a few people, but if, to me, it feels a lot like instead of just full-on tanking anything like that or letting this, this whole team that the Rams have built over these last few seasons fall apart slowly over the next five years and then decide it's too late to salvage and then start reconstructing your awesome roster that could push for a Super Bowl just to go ahead and say, all right, let's eat it for one more year. Let's let I wouldn't call that tanking. I say, let's eat it for one more year because we just opened up so much cap space for the 2024 season. Now let's go ahead and make a push for that. And that's not to say that this year is going to be terrible because I'll say this as well. Um, I think that the Rams fan base got extremely spoiled, extremely fast. And that's not me just trying to take shots at anybody or anything like that. Uh, but it is a little bit surprising for me to see um, all the memes and everything that have come out from Rams fans that are trashing our own team. It just, I just, I guess I can't really vibe with that. I don't really vibe with all the memes about losing everybody. Aaron Donald standing in a room by himself. He's like that, that Will Smith meme where it's like Aaron Donald in the locker room after the Rams released everybody. I don't, I don't gel with any of that stuff. And I know that maybe I'm, I'm just more of an optimistic fan, but I, I, I don't, I don't see that as an appropriate stance to take um, when you're a fan of this team. I would think that uh, this team still has a lot of uh, a lot of awesome players on it, a lot of unproven players, but that doesn't mean that they won't be proven this year. You know what I mean? Like, who's to say that 
that uh, Darian Kendrick and Kobe Durant aren't absolute superstars in the making. Who's to say that Ernest Jones doesn't slip into that that role of having Bobby Wagner with him for a full year after being so good for so long already? And now he's he's been able to learn from Bobby Wagner and he comes in and is awesome. Who's to say that on offense this this um, this team doesn't doesn't deal with the 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 injury issues once again and can put it together? The Seattle Seahawks were supposed to be fighting for the number one overall pick last year and they went to the playoffs. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just um, maybe I'm I'm looking at it from a different perspective here, but. I guess I'm just not on board with that. What if Daniel Hardy is a sick edge rusher and losing Leonard Floyd is not that big of a deal? So I don't know. I guess um, I, I, I take that approach of, first of all, the Rams are not tanking. Tanking does not exist in the NFL. There's there's situations where you can set up a team where you say, OK, we're probably not a Super Bowl team this year. The 2023 NFL uh, or the 2023 Rams, probably not a Super Bowl team, but that's OK. That doesn't mean that that we can't still look forward to stuff. I I also, I have never subscribed to the Super Bowl or bust mindset because if if that is what you, what you only look at, um, and obviously Super Bowl is what you start every single season, uh, that is your goal. But if that was the only thing that mattered, then Eric Dickerson is basically an irrelevant player in NFL history because he doesn't have a ring. There's a lot of names that I could throw out of uh well this guy is uh irrelevant because he never won a ring if that is the case so there's still awesome things to look forward to here and there's still a lot of things that the rams are building towards and i guess i'm not just looking at 2023 because if we are just looking at 2023 well maybe things could be a little grim maybe it's a little dark in here as we enter the 2023 nfl season uh for the los angeles rams but I kind of pull back a little bit, zoom out just a little bit, and let's take a peek at not only the 2023 season, but what the Rams are doing for the 2024 season as well. And as we look at the 2024 season, um, of course, it's going to start with the draft. And I'll be honest here, the draft uh, being right around the corner, these Rams picks, because of the way that the Rams roster changes have uh, happened so far, these Rams picks are becoming increasingly critical. It does feel like the 2023 uh, L.A. Rams, uh, it's not going to be a team that goes down in history based on the roster departures. But this also uh, does make the draft this year that much more exciting for the Rams. And we haven't had an exciting draft for the Rams in quite a while. And say what you will about this Rams offense, but I really do feel like that side of the ball, if the Rams can experience some health there with maybe a wide receiver addition, maybe we uh, flip somebody out for uh, for Allen Robinson in that in that spot, I feel even better about this this Rams offense if we can just add another wide receiver as well. Um, it's not that I dislike Ben Skoranek or Tutu Atwell, anything like that. I just kind of feel like we can get better talent in those um, positions. And, and then the Rams offensive line, if we can just keep um, keep keep some health along the the front there, uh, then I think that we're we'll be looking at a we'll be in a good spot as well. And then you also, like I said, the running back position, Cam Akers. We also got Kyron Williams in that spot. Uh, you add a tight end uh, to help out uh, Higby and, and, and Hopkins as well. So, you know what? I, I am not ready to just throw in the towel on this season also. So I guess there's that part of it, um, that part as well. Uh, mock drafts, they are a piece of content that is very good at starting conversations. But um, I, I ultimately, I think that they are pointless. I think that they uh, the, the lack of accuracy in any of them ever is a very good indicator of why I don't really like them. I, I, don't, I don't understand the appeal in mock drafts. Um, I 
outside of it being a conversation starter. And I think that the one part of mock drafts as well that I'm not a fan of is I feel like you got to zoom out just a little bit. And it's not about each specific pick and who are the Rams going to take with this pick uh, when they select here, who is going to be the guy. It's more of an overall draft strategy, I think. And to look at where the Rams do attack in the draft, what position groupings are they going for? Because uh, outside of like, I, I feel confident that CJ Stroud is going one overall outside of that. I have no idea what's going, what's going to happen. So, and that, that can change your draft strategy as that board starts to develop. And especially for the Rams, not picking until the second round, uh, we'll see kind of how the, the first round unfolds and then have a plan of attack. So I'm not going to say the Rams need to go edge rusher with their first pick, or the Rams have to go offensive line with their first pick, or they need to do this with this pick. Because that ultimately doesn't matter. If the guy that you want, if that spot is no longer there, um, but then like your second guy could be available later, you d- take him later. Then you know what I mean. Just go with the, like whoever you think can help your team right now. Um, so I'm not gonna. I don't. I don't subscribe to the whole like box yourself into like we need an edge rusher with your first pick because we need an edge rusher. I mean, yeah, the Rams need an ed- edge rusher, and that's not what I'm saying that they don't. But uh, let's kind of. I think just take the the entirety of the draft as the approach instead of just each individual pick. But I mean, this team has has done well in the draft uh, under less need, and I think that that I mean, hopefully that continues. I, I like to think that it will, um, but especially with the emphasis on this draft and how much it really does mean to what this 2023 LA Rams team will look like. Um, but it just I mean, it makes it makes sense that this year could be a little bit different than we've experienced in the past with the Rams uh, and the way that they utilize rookies because under Sean McVay, we have not really seen rookies be used very often. Um, It is ultimately pretty rare that we see rookies get ample playing time. So I do think that that could be a thing uh, that happens here as well. But like I said, looking at the whole draft and what the Rams do uh, and and just the, the entire class and how that class comes into this roster I think is a way more important than than who do the Rams pick at this spot? Who do the Rams pick first? I think that's so much less important than just understanding that this is going to be more of a development year. And let's take a look at the entire class and see what this whole class can do for this team. And not just what they can do for this team. As, as, as Let's not just look at it in April, in May, June, July. Let's take a look at... Uh, not just August, not just September, but let's take a look at October, November, December, and how these guys are doing and how they're progressing and what they could really do for the future of this team uh, and not just what are we going to do this year. And if they're bad this year, then uh, let's just move on. They're terrible because I also don't subscribe to that. People can get better. People can also get worse, though. So you got to take a look at that. Seeking a backup quarterback, uh, it does make a lot of sense here and will tell us a lot about Sean McVay. And who he goes with at that position, I think, will tell us quite a bit about his his uh, style of offense and what he's really looking for here. So uh, could it be a guy that, like, because the Rams aren't picking super early, we, we don't have a chance at Stroud or or Richardson or or Levis or anything. So is it going to be one of those those lower-level guys that, that could progress and eventually take over for Matthew Stafford? Or... Is it a guy who kind of comes in and he's known as our backup uh, because, you know, we we lost Baker Mayfield, uh, John Wolford. There's no word on John Wolford uh, and what what his future looks like. Uh, Bryce Perkins, Percules, we also don't know about him. Uh, there's been reports that he has interest from other teams. 
but we have not heard anything yet. So could the Rams just be looking for a new backup quarterback? That's absolutely realistic. Um, but is it a guy who's going to eventually take over or is it just a guy who's just our backup? I think what's important to look at that spot, though, is not necessarily is that a guy for the future or just a backup, but it's the style of quarterback if the Rams do draft this player, because that will tell us what kind of person or what kind of player that Sean McVay is looking for at that position. And that I think will tell us a lot about what that quarterback position will look like for the Los Angeles Rams post Matthew Stafford. And then on defense, the Rams have multiple positions that the Rams, uh, that rookies, excuse me, could come in and have a large impact at um, a, a lot of them along the front seven. The Rams could see multiple rookies there. Of course, inside linebacker next to Ernest Jones, both edge positions could technically be rookies uh, on the defensive line next to Aaron Donald, uh, of course, losing a Sean Robinson, losing great gains. So uh, there's that part as well. We have, we do have some depth at that position, um, but with some names not returning Copeland and Gaines and, and Robinson. Uh, is, is it a Bobby Brown? Is he a guy that can come in and step in? We'll, we'll kind of just have to see. But uh, then in the secondary as well, the Rams will see plenty of changes. And second-year guys really could get the bulk of the reps out there. Rochelle, who is not a second-year guy, but Kendrick and Durant, who are, uh, they could be really critical parts of this Rams defense entering this season. Fuller and Yeast combining at the safety spot makes total sense. And uh, this draft, though, it could just be critical on the defensive side of how good is this Rams defense going to be with the losses that we have. It just right now seems inexperienced. But let's also not forget, these are NFL players we're dealing with. We are still dealing with the best of the best. It's just not Jalen Ramsey anymore. It's just not Bobby Wagner anymore. So uh, who comes in? I mean, we'll see. And that's the thing, too, is the the best part about this is we don't know who's going to come in and just be super sick. Who's working right now in their offseason? Is it Robert Rochelle? Is Robert Rochelle right now working somewhere and just honing his craft and he's going to be our CB1 and he's going to be awesome? Is it Durant? Is it Kendrick? It, it, there's there's a number of guys that could, that could hop in and just be incredible this year. And who's sitting there and saying like, oh, Jalen Ramsey's gone, man. Our defense is going to be terrible. The fans are, not the players. I would be very surprised if the players are having that that, that attitude. It is just coming from the fans right now. So that's kind of, I'm trying to to alleviate some of your concern, I suppose, uh, with with these comments. Um, but the Rams, like I said, have had success with their drafts under Sneed. It just feels like this year there's maybe a little bit more pressure to actually hit on these picks and not hit on these picks in a way where people are going to just have to progress and we're going to have to deal with them with those big growing pains, which you'll always have to deal with with rookies. Uh, but instead, who can we draft who can actually have an impact this year, especially along that front seven? We will see rookies in, in these roles. I don't know if that'll be to a starting capacity or what capacity yet. Let's wait until we at least know who these guys are, and then we'll have a better understanding of that. I want to go ahead and shift gears here into, into uh, who the Rams have lost and kind of what that means for this team. I did put up a a little bit of a I, I don't I don't know if an article is the right word. I'm gonna say blurb <laughs> because I don't even think blog is necessarily appropriate. But uh, I did put uh, put a, out a blurb uh, talking about uh, what it means, uh, and that was that was what it was called. What it means, the L.A. Rams, and 
And it was just looking at different moves that the Rams have made and really what it does mean for the not just this season, but the long term. So let's go ahead and take a look here. Uh, well, some of these moves, by the way, they did not open up much cap space for this year. For future years, the Rams have basically decided that it's best to just to just eat it this year, to just tear it down. And in 2024, the Rams have so much cap space. They're looking already at what is it? I, I'm. I don't have it in front of me here, but I want to say it's like 81 or $84 million right now in 2024 cap space. And that is before the cap increases. That's before other moves are made. Uh, so that should be exciting for Rams fans that, uh, that that's where we're sitting at next year. Uh, and just kind of, kind of got to eat some money this year, but that's also kind of what I love about this team is we're not going to sit here and just sit on our mistakes just because we made them, you know, just, you don't have to live with your mistake for a long time just because it was an expensive one. Like, just go ahead and move on. Jared Goff, Brandon Cooks, Todd Gurley. Like, let's let's just admit that we were wrong and move off of it, you know? So I actually really love this move because if uh, the way that the Rams are doing this offseason, because it kind of did feel, I mean, first of all, Rams won five games last year. Changes were necessary, all right? So I know that, like, it sucks to see superstars leave. It sucks to see... Jalen Ramsey leave, Bobby Wagner leave, and and a number of other players that have that have already left. But I mean, the Rams won five games, so changes were absolutely necessary. And if you think that you can tear it down and build it back up within a year, I think you go ahead and do it. That's way better than just watching this kind of slowly fall apart over the next five years. You know, Aaron Donald retires and Bobby Wagner retires. Jalen Ramsey wants to play with Derwin James, so he forces his way out and. Matthew Stafford's gone. Cooper Cup is getting a little older. He doesn't have those cuts anymore. Um, Cam Akers' contract went up, and uh, running backs don't get paid, so he's gone now. Maybe Kyron Williams, maybe he worked out, maybe he didn't. Tyler Higby's gone. Our offensive line slowly falls apart with Havenstein no longer here. And then try to build it back up? No, I fully believe in this strategy right here. Let's just tear it down one year. And let's hit it hard again the next. And it kind of feels like that's what the Rams are doing right now. So I'm fully on board with this. Let's go and look, though. Uh, cornerback, Jalen Ramsey. This is I'll be honest, this is a move I did not expect to happen uh, so abruptly. And maybe I was just being hopeful, uh, but Jalen to Miami wasn't even on my bingo card. Some fans have talked bad about what the Rams got in return for Ramsey. But with a player like that, it really does feel like it's best to just get him to where he wants to go. Even if it's kind of a bummer for you, basic, like he's very much a talker. And if the, 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 the off season, the Rams are having, if they kind of ruffled those feathers too much with Ramsey, they were, th this team was just going to be absolutely wrecked via social media and the internet, uh, this off season, if they treated Ramsey poorly. So I will say that that has to go into it as well. There's a little bit of a PR move with just getting Jalen to where he wanted to go. And just leaving it at that. Whatever you can get from him, you can get from him. But I think it's best to just let Jalen. We know how he left Jacksonville, showing up at a Brinks truck and stuff like that, and then he ends up going to the Rams. Like, I, at least we didn't deal with that. We just let him go, and he's now in Miami. All indications is that he's super stoked to be there. So good for him. I I have no ill emotions towards Jalen Ramsey. I loved him while he was a Ram. I I was stoked to have him here. But now he's with the Dolphins. I mean, I ultimately don't care anymore. He's a he's a Dolphin. I have no emotional ties to the Dolphins at all. Um, if he does awesome, that's cool. If he does terrible, that's also cool. He's not a Ram anymore, so go Rams. Uh, but Hunter Long coming in, 
uh, from the Rams, or excuse me, from Miami to the Rams. Uh, he has just one career catch. Uh, that's obviously not uh, super thrilling, but fans are already bashing him. And I don't think that it's because of him specifically. I think it's just emotional people being emotional. Uh, but can we at least let the kid play before he absolutely trash and we just throw him under the bus and he's absolutely terrible and we want nothing to do with him? Can we at least let him play for us first? I mean, that's my only ask. Can we at least let him play? What if, just humor me here for a second, what if schematically he just really didn't fit in Miami, but under McVay with Stafford throwing him the rock, what if he's awesome now? Can we at least let that be potential for just a second? Let the potential just exist for a moment. We can sit here and give Tavon Austin all these years off of one good game, but we can't let Hunter Long play for us first before we just totally trash him and throw him under the bus. Austin Davis, like, come on. We've done this before where we've let potential excite us. Can we just let Hunter Long's potential excite us? And I know one career catch, you're, you're probably saying, what potential? He doesn't have any potential. I mean, Kid in college was was a dog, so I don't know, man. Let's, let, let's just let him play at first. Can we at least let him touch a Rams football field before we decide that he's awful and we absolutely hate him? That is my only ask. Hunter Long, maybe he does nothing. Maybe he doesn't even make it to the regular season, but can we at least give him a shot? Can we at least watch him in training camp and preseason and see what the kids got before we just decide he's terrible? All right, let's move on. Quarterback Baker Mayfield. I absolutely wanted to see Baker Mayfield return as the Rams backup quarterback, but now, hey, he's got a chance to start in Tampa Bay, and that's awesome. His stay in L.A. was obviously pretty temporary, um, but I'll be honest, that 13-point comeback that he had against the Raiders on Thursday night football, two days after being signed by the Rams, I mean, that will always exist. And for myself personally, selfishly, um, I, I was at the uh, the Rams at Packers Monday night football game at, at Lambeau Field, and I, I think it's kind of cool. I, I mean, uh, of course, in, a, in what felt like a lost season for the Rams after the Super Bowl and only winning five games, and the, Baker Mayfield was our fourth quarterback that we played. Total team was just kind of beat up. We didn't see any of our, like, I didn't get a chance to see the superstars like Donald and Cup. Of course, Ramsey was out there, but... I guess selfishly, I think it's really cool that I got to see one of the few, one of the very few Baker Mayfield games uh, for the Los Angeles Rams. So I think that's pretty sweet. Greg Gaines does join Baker Mayfield in Tampa Bay. And something tells me he's no longer going to be as underrated as he was in Los Angeles. He's no longer right next to Aaron Donald. So, I mean, we'll now be able to see the fastest player in the NFL uh, in all of his glory in Tampa Bay. So good luck to Greg Gaines out there. Um, but uh, hey, maybe it's Bobby Brown's time to shine. Like I said, moving on to safety, Nick Scott drafted by the Rams by Coach Bones to play to play special teams. It was a seventh round pick. Uh, Scott has really carved out a nice little career for himself so far. He fits in really well with Cincy, who did lose a few safeties in free agency. Um, the bigger loss uh, than it's getting credit for, honestly, is losing Nick Scott. Uh, but with the Rams' youth at the position, I, I think that. This will be okay. Um, the Rams have had fine safety play, even not paying guys, i.e. John Johnson. Like, we come in and we're, and we're still fine there. So, um, Taylor Rapp, of course, uh, looks like he's also going to be uh, hitting the road. Um, not sure to where yet. He hasn't really had a lot of attention. Um, but uh, but I honestly think that Fuller and Yeast, I think that they can handle it, although it is definitely sad to see a guy like Nick Scott go. One of the, just the best dudes that I've met um, as far as like a Rams player. You meet somebody like you, 
I'm sure some of you have met other Rams players like that. Some of them are kind of jerks. I know Gerald Everett was kind of rude. Sam Bradford was pretty rude. But uh, then you meet a guy like Nick Scott, and it kind of brings it all together for you and, and kind of just keeps that excitement alive. And, I mean, Nick Scott was great. He's super funny, super down-to-earth guy. Um, so uh, Cincinnati, they, they, they got themselves a good one for sure. Uh, we're going to go to special teams here because the Rams special team unit got absolutely just demolished. Of course, uh, Joe D., Joe DeCamillis, he did not come back. Um, Chase Blackburn, former linebacker of the NFL, uh, is now going to be coaching the special teams, and we will have a clean slate. Matt Gay, Matthew Orzek, and Riley Dixon all have departed. So we'll start with Matt Gay. Started feeling really automatic. Matt Gay was one of the more consistent kickers the Rams have ever had. Um, With the arrival of Chase Blackburn, like I had mentioned, uh, it kind of makes sense that an overhaul at the special teams would would happen. but also, I mean, it took a few chances to replace Greg Zerline before we found Matt Gay. Hopefully that history does not repeat itself uh, and that the Rams are able to find a consistent kicker quickly. Um, I know some fans are like pretty upset about uh, Matt Gay being gone and and, and that, that we've lost um, a, a kicker who was very, very good, very, very consistent. Um, and these fans have pointed to the the time it took and the and the guys that we went through between Zorline and and Matt Gay uh and, and in that gap there but just because that gap existed then does not mean it has to exist again that's not just a guarantee that you have to go through four kickers before you find another good one that's not a real thing so our next guy could be the guy we just got to wait to find out who it is and then Matthew Orzek, we didn't hear Orzek's name, which is really all you can ask for out of your long snapper. Orzek is off to Green Bay. Uh, the Rams will play out there again uh, this next year. Uh, will it be? I, I'm only using Orzek here to kind of mention this part. Will Will the schedule makers be a little bit nicer to the Los Angeles Rams and not give us a December game at Lambeau once again? Can that be the only thing? Can please we not get... A late season Lambo game. Can that just be like week three and just get it out of the way so we don't have to deal with that? I think the entire time I was in Green Bay, I think the highest temperature we saw was 19 degrees. So I mean, being in Colorado my whole life, I mean, I guess it was fine for me, but that is miserable. It is a terrible temperature and your people trying to run around out there trying to tackle people. It it sucks. All right. It just sucks. And then uh, Riley Dixon, uh, he was fine for the Rams in 2020, or 20. Uh, that's too many numbers, but you get it. Uh, 2022, the Rams, uh, he was fine, but he wasn't great by any means. He does go back to Denver, um, which all but spells the complete overhaul of the Rams special teams unit outside of potentially Brandon Powell, who um, is not currently under contract uh, going into next year. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, Riley Dixon goes back to the Denver Broncos, the team that he actually began his NFL career with. And then uh, returning to the Rams is going to be offensive lineman Coleman Shelton. I absolutely love this return because Shelton is very good up front. He's a very good player. I still stand by that he's a better center than Brian Allen, um, and I would rather see Coleman Shelton start at center, but if he does slot in at guard, I think that that's okay. Brian Allen's experience is at least a positive there. I just think that Coleman Shelton is very, very talented up front. And then uh, players who are gone but uh, currently not signed would be uh, we'll start with linebacker Leonard Floyd. Uh, Flo has not seemed to get any attention on the open market uh, now that we've already seen the first wave kind of go through. Um, that that first wave is where the money's made. That second wave is not where the money is made. Um, usually it's kind of just what you can get at that point. So that 
does look to be where uh, where Leonard Floyd is uh, is looking right now. Um, it begs the question, uh, did the Rams ask him to maybe take a pay cut? And he said, no. Uh, why haven't we heard about any teams being interested? I'm not really sure. Uh, but Floyd has officially hit his 30s. Um, but he's definitely still talented. I mean, uh, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing him return to the Rams. Um, although I think that the way that that kind of ended felt a little bit weird. I don't know necessarily that anything was weird with that departure. It just kind of felt a little bit weird. Linebacker Bobby Wagner, uh, another one that we have not heard anything from. Um, Wagner had an unbelievable season for the Rams last year, and it kind of turned it out turned out to be just a, a little bit of a rental. But it did start a little bit slow. Uh, he didn't like the first like five weeks of the season. He was not just killing it out there. But then by the end of the year, his impact was very, 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 uh, very extreme. <laughs> the dude was awesome for the Rams last year. Um, Wagner potentially back to Seattle. That is uh, what some uh, some rumors are saying. I think it kind of makes sense if they can figure out the money there. Ashawn Robinson along the defensive line uh, has gotten some attention, uh, but nothing has necessarily stuck yet. Losing great gains does make me wish that Robinson would stick around, but at his price point and you know just what he's maybe able to go do for another team, I think it makes sense for him to leave. Um, I mean, he's 28, so he's not like super old or anything like that, but. The Rams could get younger at that position. Um, most recently, Robinson has been in contact with the New York Giants, uh, so that seems like the most realistic landing spot, but nothing imminent quite yet. Cornerback Troy Hill. Um, I was so excited to see Troy Hill returning to the Los Angeles Rams, but you know, it just wasn't what I wanted it to be. Now being 31 years old um, and how he performed last year, it doesn't make any sense to bring him back. I'm not sure how big his market will be, uh, but he could be a good veteran presence in a locker room. Safety Taylor Rapp um, has gotten some attention on the open market, but nothing has happened yet. Um, Rapp is on a pretty short list of guys that I really don't want to see return to the Rams, but he can fit in in the right defense. Um, so we'll see what happens um, with Taylor Rapp. I know that me and some other uh, Rams people have uh, very impatient, I, impatient from my perspective, waiting for uh, Taylor Rapp to sign so that we can tweet out it's a wrap. Um, so look for a flood of those when rap does make a decision eventually. Um, and we'll end this one on uh, wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. There is certainly uh, a, a move that's going to happen uh, the second that I publish this episode. That's kind of what it feels like with OBJ. Uh, but I don't think it's impossible that OBJ does return to the Rams. The team has been uh, keeping an eye on Odell Beckham Jr. He's also been in contact with Stafford and Cup this entire time. If the money can work out, um, it would not shock me uh, to see OBJ return to the Rams. Uh, the Rams are doing uh, a little something with their cap number, uh, but it is reasonable to point out that uh, these moves have only been made on uh, one side of the ball, and it, it does stand to reason that the Rams uh, and Sean McVay would still maybe want to add to the offensive side and be a little bit more potent on that side of the football uh, health is going to be the biggest issue there. Uh, the biggest question mark uh, there is uh, just can the Rams stay healthy? Because I think that this Rams offense, this is still a Super Bowl offense if they can just stay healthy. Um, defense, we'll see. We'll see who comes in and who is awesome and who's not awesome. Uh, but that's that's something that we'll learn this year. And that's good. That's good to learn. Um, and and with a veteran coach in Raheem Morris, that is that is definitely the positive that I will give to him. He has seen plenty of things. Um, I will say that I, I feel a little bit comfortable having Raheem Morris there, knowing that he's seen 
quite a few things and uh, is is fine at developing players. Uh, I, it's just a schematic thing for me. I hate that soft coverage. I hate that um, if it's third and two at the 50-yard line, the way that the corners line up, we basically just say, hey, go ahead and call a slant and just pick up this first. We'll just regroup on first down. Uh, so I, I'm not a fan of that. Um, hopefully that changes. Um, we'll, we'll see, I guess. We'll see. But uh, to get some some good scouting eyeballs on to these players while they're on our team, I think uh, can only be a benefit. We'll go ahead and leave it there. Um, we will be uh, putting out another episode here shortly. I uh, want to talk a little bit more about the draft uh, because it is, of course, draft season. We're getting into that time here. So uh, we'll be talking about uh, that kind of stuff here soon. Um, but the storm it has begun um last last episode was the calm before the storm we have definitely hit the storm but i don't think it's time to just sell all your ram stock and i don't think it's time to just absolutely panic and i also i definitely don't think it's time to bash this team um we went from being a super bowl team to rams fans just absolutely ripping this team and i know we all deal with things differently um i know that it, for some people this is just the way that they mentally process what is happening <laughs> uh, is to just lay it out and make some jokes and stuff like that. I guess I just can't get on board with it. Uh, it's like the Hunter Long stuff. I really hope the kid does awesome. I think that that'd be such a cool story. I think it'd be such a cool story for him to come into the Rams uh, after being traded for Jalen Ramsey and and have him be incredible. Like, what? how much cooler of a story would that be than if he just, like, doesn't even make the final roster? Like, how cool would that be? So, I don't know. Maybe I'm just an optimist. Maybe I'm just... Maybe I'm just hopeful. Maybe I just I, maybe I see the world through soul colored glasses or royal colored glasses or something. I don't know. But either way, uh, I, I just I can't get on board with all that stuff. And I, I feel like when you when you share these memes of like Aaron Donald standing in a room by himself or whatever, I, I feel like you're just absolutely crapping on everybody else who is cur currently here still. What about Kobe Durant? What about Darian Kendrick? What about Russ Yeast? What about Jordan Fuller? What about Ernest Jones? You know, uh, what about Aaron Donald? I mean, that guy, he counts as like four players. I think it, the dude's incredible. What about Daniel Hardy? What, like, what about these guys who are still here and are going to have hell of an effort out there? Uh, because now it's their time to shine. Now it's their time to shine. Like I, I, that's kind of how I see it. And so I guess I just can't get on board with all that. Um, not here to tell you how to be a fan, do your thing. Um, but I, that's that's why you don't see that stuff from me is really all I'm saying. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you stop sharing this stuff, stop saying this, stop saying that, whatever. Do your thing. I'm just saying this is why you don't see it from me. Um, I'm just a supporter of the Rams. Players come and go. Rams are forever. Rams are still here. Players have gone. A lot of players have gone, but we still have players here, and I hope that they do well. All Ram Showcase content can be found on ramshowcase.com, so make sure you check it out there. Uh, also, merch is available. There's a page for it. You can just go and buy shirts. They are awesome. Open to add some more styles, but I'm looking at uh, maybe later on in the offseason for that. Um, don't want to overload anybody, uh, especially myself. All right, so uh, that is going to do it for me. Make sure you follow Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That would be at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow myself as well at Sheriff Joe Bags. That is just about everywhere. Also, I do work at a radio station, so a lot of my um, sharings on like Instagram uh, is very much related to that uh, aspect of my life, but uh, yeah, we're getting there. Uh, we are in the storm right now. 
I would say the 2023 LA Rams probably not in the running for a Super Bowl. But get that, get that tanking crap out of here, man. Get get that out of here. No one's tanking. Tanking doesn't exist in the NFL. No, no player out there is going to on purpose play poorly based on maybe getting a guy whose skill set will maybe translate into the NFL. You know how many good quarterbacks there are in college that are terrible in the pros, and you're going to tank for one of them? No, that's a terrible idea. Terrible idea, and I think that NFL GMs would know that. I think that the teams would know that, um, that none of these guys are a guarantee. Of course, Caleb Williams, he looks incredible. I'll give you that. He absolutely looks incredible, but no one's a guarantee. No one is a guarantee in the NFL. That's why Aaron Donald goes 13 overall, and even the Rams took Greg Robinson over him. Even the Rams. <laughs> All right, that is it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio and the Fan Sided Networks. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you so much for listening, and go Rams.